You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. So this week, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We launched this Sunday with a sermon about the Holy Spirit. Uh, my guest today is my friend, Brick Sager. Hey, Brick. Hey, Ben. So Brick is our ministry associate in uh, local outreach and missions. Man, you've been a real blessing to us. So thanks for being a partner on the podcast today. Yeah, glad to be here. So Brick, we're talking to the church family about the role of the Holy Spirit in Christian living. Mm. And I, I think we would all be amazed if we understood in, in our daily life, how much the Holy Spirit's involved. So let's just talk about that a little bit, all right? Mm -hmm. So I want to start with a couple of passages of Scripture. Um, Hey, Brick, let's share 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. Great. 1 Corinthians 6, 11 says this, And that is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. So I just I want to point out that sanctification, that's a fancy word that means being more made more holy, that yeah. Christ is purifying us, that we're being shaped in the image of Jesus. And justified, which is a word that means we were saved, we were made innocent and adopted into God's family, that those two things, according to 1 Corinthians 6.11, happened in Jesus, but they happened also in the Spirit. Mm. Um Titus chapter 3 verse 5 says he saved us not because of righteous things we had done but because of his mercy he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we started our Christian life in in Jesus and we're being sanctified in and in the Spirit and we're being sanctified by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I wonder if we're aware of how much the ministry of the Holy Spirit affects a believer every day and how important it us it it is for us to be aware of him. Um, Brick, let's kick off with this. Like in your own life, what are some ways that you're aware of the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your Christian living? Like how does the Holy Spirit minister to you and through you? How does he work in you during a, a normal day for you as a Christian? Yeah, as I think about that, probably the biggest way um, that the Holy Spirit ministers to me is just remind, reminding me to pray and pray specifically for certain people or certain events. One thing that I'm just really bad at and want to get better at is the whole idea of, you know, if I ask someone that I'm going to how I can pray for them and tell them that I'm going to pray for them, I want to follow up on that well. And I really believe there's been some really sweet times during my regular day where the Lord has brought those things back to mind. And I really don't know why, but it's just brought them back to mind and has allowed me to pray for those individuals. So that's been a, a really sweet way that I've seen the, the Holy Spirit minister to me in ways that I don't normally, you know, remember those type of events. You know, Paul told us to renew our minds and he told mm-hmm. us to pray continually. And I wonder how how much of the renewal of our mind depends on the daily work of the Holy Spirit to put mm-hmm. things on our mind, to refresh our mind, redirect our thoughts. And, of course, praying in the Holy Spirit, probably praying uh, without ceasing yeah. uh, depends on the power of the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit's giving you nudges to pray for people. Probably for me, I would say sometimes I feel like the Spirit gives me nudges uh, to pray for people, to check on people. To, mm-hmm. to wonder about how somebody's doing um, or just to be drawn away to him. You know, another way that I see the ministry of the Holy Spirit is in the power of conviction uh, for sin. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not perfect. Uh, I repented of my sins and ran to Jesus Christ. I declared him as my Lord and I was saved, right? But still, in my normal Christian living, there are moments of pride or stubbornness or selfishness or whatever um, where I still need to be convicted by God's Spirit of my sin. 
and I don't want to be left alone. I want I want the Spirit to convict me uh, so that I'll pursue Jesus you know, and find mercy and forgiveness mm-hmm. for that sin, but also just that I'll continue in my process of being made more like Jesus. So I would say to everybody listening today, I won't be surprised if, as this day goes on, um, if you say or do or think something that's inappropriate, that displeases God, and the Holy Spirit gives you a sense of conviction about it. So, uh, you know, another way that the Holy Spirit might minister to you through the day is as you try to witness for Jesus or give testimony for Christ, Jesus promised that the Spirit would bear witness to him. And he even told the disciples that the Spirit would remind them of things that Jesus had taught them, things that he had said, that the Holy Spirit would continue to teach them things about him, and that the Holy Spirit would even give them words sometimes when they needed to make a defense for the gospel that the Holy Spirit would give, they shouldn't worried about what they would say before councils or Sanhedrins, before courts, because the Spirit would give them words to say. And so I know for a lot of believers today that part of your Christian living is to bear witness for Jesus. You know, if with a friend, with your family, with your children or whatever, and we're a little intimidated by that, maybe we're a little bit scared by that, but we should remember that as we're trying to be a mission force for Christ and bear witness to Jesus, the Holy Spirit is, is the teacher. Like he's the leader that gives us words and conviction. Uh, two more things I want to share. All right, so one, you know, Brick, in, in John chapter 15, there's this really, really powerful and very memorable passage mm. where Jesus tells us or tells his disciples that he is the vine and they're the branches. And if they want to be successful in their Christian living, they must learn to abide in him, abide in the vine. That if you want to bear fruit as a believer, you've got to abide in Jesus, right? Well, how do you do that? Okay, I don't think it's an accident that chapter 15 is nestled right in the middle of John chapter 14, 15, and 16. And the primary topic through all three of those chapters hinges on the fact that, number one, Jesus is about to depart and go to the Father. And number two, he's going to send them the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's almost like you go and exchanges back and forth, back and forth. I'm going to go. I'm sending the Spirit. I'm going to go. I'm sending the Spirit. Here's what he'll do. And so when Jesus tells his, tells his disciples to abide in him, I can't help but be informed by the context of that passage that how are you going to, going to abide in Jesus when he goes to the right hand of the Father and he's not present? Through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I think for a lot of us, like that, those moments when you sit and are alone and are quiet in prayer or reflection or meditation and you just sense the presence of God, I mean, you are abiding in Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and, I, and I appreciate that. So the last thing I want to share is, um, Brick, let's, let's talk about what Paul the Apostle called the fruits of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So Paul told believers that if they would stop trying to live out a self-righteousness that was based on their ability to do lots of good things or keep the law, exchange that for a righteousness based on Jesus Christ, in his resurrection, one that was empowered and actualized by the Spirit of God, uh, that they would see a transformation in their life. And uh, why don't you read for us, you know, Galatians chapter 5, um, verse 22 through 26, that passage we know of as the, the fruit of the Spirit. Yep. So starting in verse 22, it says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have been crucified 
have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So Paul calls these the fruit of the Spirit, and he tells us that we live in the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit, and he gives us this beautiful pattern of life, you know? Mm. Uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, yeah. and self-control. And he's not saying, hey, listen, if you want to please God, work really hard and try to make sure your life has these things. Be more patient. No, no, no. What I understood Paul to say is abide in the Spirit, and the Spirit will produce fruit. Mm-hmm. And the fruit the Spirit produces looks like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Like the ways that God would manifest himself in, in us. I need more of those things. Yeah. And so how does the Spirit um, how does the Spirit make us holy? How does the Spirit interact with, the, with all of our listeners in a normal day of their Christian life? I think we've touched the tip of the iceberg today. Yeah. You know, from abiding in Christ to providing a witness for Jesus, conviction of sin, making us holy, act, you know, carrying out our regeneration, and now the fruits of the Spirit, like allowing us to grow in grace. And so I just want to encourage everybody today, like, like walk in the Spirit. Thanks for listening today.